Welcome back to the Podmore Get Better podcast. Today is Friday, October 19th, and we are doing a supplemental podcast here. And this is going to be the Sand Hill Breakdown. Yeah, I don't whether you're going in order or not, I don't know, but we've already done Catedreus, uh, and now it is time for Sand Hill. This is Tony Johnson, by the way. That is Will Sandstead, who was speaking before. Uh, we are doing a little bit of day drinking. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't you crack that beer, Will? Perfect. And we are breaking down the courses. So this is the Sand Hill Breakdown. As a reminder, I play streaks. Will plays Razoids. Razors. Uh, which are very similar to Grabbers. I know a lot of people play Grabbers. Uh, and uh, for the most part, on the five courses, I play a very similar set of clubs. Except Sand Hill Woods. I've got quite an exotic bag on Sand Hill Woods. And we will talk about why throughout the breakdown. Yeah, this is... a. Uh Definitely a course that uh, brings back memories, whether it's Pelican or Winding Pines, where we felt just looking at the initial six-hole preview, I believe, and as some of the other you know, news and notices came out, that this is going to be a course where you're going to want some lower-lofted clubs, uh, especially some of the hybrids or low-lofted irons yeah, to help I, uh, you out. I originally put a one-hybrid into my bag, which I hadn't ever used before. Uh, but uh, it wasn't quite doing everything I was hoping it was going to do, so I, uh, I mixed it up. So let's break down what clubs. Will, why don't you go first while I pull up my club set. Uh, we'll start and just tell everybody what we're using on this course. Yeah, so the only thing that, uh, to Tony's point, this is the only course that I'm using this specific set on for the current 2019 course. Mine is literally, my bag is literally called Sandhill. So, yes, yeah. as, as is mine, so I, so I don't forget about that. So I have a 8.5 310-yard driver, a 10.5 290 driver, a 3-wood, 5-wood. I do have the one hybrid, which is a 250 club. So I have uh, two 250-yard clubs. That is but, always a scary proposition. But the 5-wood uh, the and the one hybrid being a 250-yard club, I think that one hybrid does come into play. The 6-wood, a 3-hybrid as well. So my 2-hybrid that I'm using for my lower lofted shots. I've found that on some of the holes you can skip a 310 yard driver off the mm-hmm. water uh, using a low tee as well as the one hybrid and three hybrid at 250 yards and 210 yards. If you low tee them, they actually stay pretty true to their distances. So mm-hmm. on a one hybrid, low lofted and using a low tee, I can still get about 250 yards of carry if I if I really step on it if need be. Other than that, going down is pretty straightforward. A eight wood, five hybrid, seven hybrid, nine hybrid, nine iron, and a gap wedge. So I do not have a lob wedge on this hole, uh, excuse me, on this course, but I think I'm gonna end up switching out the seven hybrid and nine hybrid for a six iron and eight iron, just for my chipping. I'm, I'm not a yep. very good chipper as it is, and these hybrids have really thrown off my games for some of these little off the green chips. Especially that nine hybrid can be a really tough chipping club. Um, but you know I like it for my regular shots. So uh, my bag uh, in the in the in the low distances is very similar. So gap wedge, nine iron, nine hybrid, seven hybrid, five hybrid, eight wood. So up up until this point, similar to almost every bag that I've that I've made. Uh, at this point, it gets a little bit different. So I've got a two iron, but it's a super spin two iron. So again, I play streaks, so I need that super spin. Specifically, hole 18 is where I use it the most. Uh, and then I've got a six wood, a five wood, a three wood, a zero hybrid. Which comes yes. in, uh, which is a good skipping club, and then the ten and a half, uh, two ninety driver, and the eight and a half, three ten driver. So that's my bag. So the big changes are I've dropped my um, three hybrid for a spinny two iron, and I've I've sacrificed my four wood for the zero hybrid. I like the four wood. I wish I had it, but I'd rather have 
on this course, I'd rather have the zero hybrid than the four wood. Much more effective, yes. Yep. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about hole one. And uh, hold on, just pulling that up. Okay, uh, hole one. Uh, so we talked about uh, in the Catedreus, I uh, break down, I talked about the courses that, uh, or the holes that I play streaks. Uh, the, the reason I play streaks is because at least one hole around it gives, I feel like it gives me an advantage. This is the first one. So Sandhill, uh, the, the par on Sandhill, we would say goes anywhere from minus 29 to minus 31. Now there is a uh, very occasional drivable par five, which would put it at minus 32, but I think for all in, intents and purposes, uh, we can call this a 29 to 31 par. Agreed. Uh, and the, the first hole is an example of, a, of one that uh, does shift par. So we've got three main tee boxes here. Uh, from the front box, I'm just blasting straight at it. So it's probably 370 or so. It's a big green, so depending on where in the green the pin is. In slight downhill. There's yeah, a slight downhill, downhill kick that yeah. slightly funnels. So if anything, I'm, depending on the setup and the wind, I might be even a little bit worried about going long from the front box if I just blast my... Must my, be nice. Yeah, my 310 driver. Uh, from the middle, the middle is the most interesting. I, I think that's where I get my advantage here is... Uh, I, you know, it takes a little bit, kind of a not quite a full C3. Uh, Got to get everything of that C3, uh, and I feel like I can get on a lot more often than than other other people not using streaks are getting on. Uh, so I, th I feel like that's a big advantage, and also leaving myself, a, if not on, a very short chip from 400 to 420 yards. Yeah. So Tony talks about par shifting and using streaks compared to grabbers, razors, or any other ball in this course. And I myself, I am uh, unfortunately not eagling this hole very often. I'm either realizing right away and mentally mind-screwing myself that a lot of folks are going to be eagling this hole, and I find myself either slightly cross-cutting the ball, uh, mostly coming up short, and unfortunately being frustrated with that, using that 7 hybrid or 9 hybrid to chip at this hole, missing my chip and taking a birdie, and seeing the leaderboard after the first hole, I'm, I'm already fairly far down the leaderboard because so many yeah. folks have eagled this hole. So one of the things I wanted to kind of comment on is we talked about Catadreus being a pretty big scoreable course and mm -hmm. with Sandhill I think it's scoreable as well but I also think it's probably the toughest course this year Tony. Uh, I agree it's certainly the, uh, the easiest to screw up you can start dropping strokes pretty quickly on Sandhill. Uh, it is almost nearly as scoreable as Catadreus from a par perspective and in some, some setups as scoreable. Uh, but uh, in order to achieve that score, I think this. The, the, I'm not sure the shots are that much more difficult, other than hole 18, which can be pretty difficult. Uh, they're just more awkward. Yes. You know, I, I think so. Uh, especially from a from a you know amateur golden tee player's point of view, uh, Sandhill can be pretty tough. And because of that, I think you know it, it fills relatively slowly compared to some of the other courses. I I would agree. I. As much as I've played this year, uh, not as much as some of the professionals who play this on a daily basis as their job as to earn a living, I think this has been the course I've seen slow the fillest, where if you play... Slow the fillest. Fi yeah, correct. Um, <laughs> um, this course, if you play it twice in a row, I feel like you're almost already ahead. It, yeah. It's very okay. often where you play this course and you jump right in and the contest is already filled up as opposed to the other four courses. I, I think this is going to be the least played course over the course of uh, this year for the 2019 courses. Uh, from the back box, I'm actually, I'm not getting on this green, but I'm at, uh, because of that slope that Will talked about going down towards the green, a lot of times I am getting down there within about 25 or 30 yards of the front of the green. 
Uh, and it feels like the pin is on the front of the screen pretty often. It's not always, but uh, pretty often. Yeah, I would so agree. So leaves myself a relatively makeable chip. Uh, and from 444 yards, you'll, <coughs> take, you'll take a makeable 25-yard uh, chip every time. All right, hole two. Uh, I was way better at this hole uh, with my one hybrid. Uh, this is where I missed my one hybrid. But, uh, Will, you didn't take a very good picture on this hole. No, I, I apologize. I uh, I probably should have turned uh, left one more time. The, you go into the fairway on this hole pretty often, Will? <laughs> uh, I am birdieing this hole fairly often. Yeah, that's true. This, uh, this hole to Tony's point, uh, I find myself hitting a low lofted club here. Yeah. Uh, typically the one hybrid or a five wood, three wood low tee. And just hitting kind of a half C, half three shot. you got to bend it around some trees. And there is green that kind of bottlenecks right Excuse me, there is fairway that bottlenecks right before the green where you can still get some of that backspin check and it's going to carry up onto the green. But as you're cutting the ball, I find that I'm definitely more long than short um, because I'm overestimating how much extra distance I'm going to get with that slight bit of cut that I've put on the ball. Yeah, I, I end up playing a lot of zero hybrids on this hole. Uh, and with streaks, that it can be a little bit difficult to control the zero hybrid. Uh, so we technically have two tee boxes here. The front one, which makes the hole, I've been in a few times, it's much less common to be in that front box. Uh, really not a very difficult hole from there. You just kind of baby, maybe it's the two iron, maybe it's a baby cut five or a six, depending on the pin. Uh, but that, that further back box from the, from the I'd say, further right-hand side, two-thirds of it, I'm hitting a, a zero hybrid or a low tee zero hybrid around the right-hand side. But from the back third of it, I'm hitting a, a high T5 or a high T6 around the left side of that grove of trees. Um, and the left side of that, just to the left of that green can be a little bit, can be kind of forgiving. There's a little bit of a slope there to help bounce you down toward the green. So that's, uh, that's how I'm approaching this hole. Yeah, I haven't had that left box, uh, the back left box that encourages the play around to the left hand side very often. I have toyed around with it uh, with not, not very great success, unfortunately. Still, uh, still working on that. Uh, all right, hole three, uh, our first par five. Uh, three main tee boxes here. Uh, the front two tee boxes I usually approach pretty similarly. Uh, most of the time I'm going in the, bunk the far bunker, so uh, kind of a couple clicks right of dead at the green. Uh, from there it leaves me 220 or so yards, which is a pretty good six wood out of the sand. Uh, if it's the front, if it's a front pin just over that water, sometimes I'll go uh, kind of straight at the green with like a five wood out to the I'll call it a peninsula of the fairway there it's not quite a peninsula but the little boob or nipple yeah <laughs> that's a much more fun term we'll go we'll go with nipple yeah uh, I think we can say that on TV right yeah boob is a little bit sketchy <laughs> well it's a palindrome word too though it's beautiful yeah boob noob anyway moving on uh, so that's that's my approach here and then from that from that nipple uh, usually it's a eight wood or a, my my spinning two iron from there. Um, uh, from the back box, I'm going, and I I should say actually from the middle of the three boxes, so the the further front, but uh, the one on the left hand side, I've seen people wrap a 290 driver around. So basically the the look dead at the green and then hitting a C3 290 driver to get to that second to, to get to the, the left hand fairway. And yeah. I, I actually should probably start playing around with that shot a little bit more. I, I really haven't played it, but I've seen a, people, a few people do it. From the back box, I'm wrapping, I'm turning a couple clicks to the left and wrapping around the back side of that grove of trees with an A1. 
uh, leaving myself usually kind of uh, 120 to 150 yards uh, look at the green there. Yeah, and that back left box where Tony talked about going uh, around the left of that grove of trees, in hitting an A1, I found that you can't necessarily throw it all the way out to one. I think you're pulling back, hitting a full A, and maybe only throwing it out halfway. Yeah. You definitely would rather err on the side of caution and being in the fairway as opposed to being in the rough where you're going to lose mulch. distance. Yeah, or the mulch, where you're going to lose distance and the ability to cut the ball into the green as you try to get this eagle. Yep. All right, hole four, uh, relatively straight hole, straightforward par three. A uh, couple tee boxes here. Looks like there's at least two. Uh, there's a third one because I know it plays longer than this sometimes. Um, but uh, relatively straightforward. Um, you know, the on the right hand side that can be a little bit of a sucker pin. You don't want to, especially with me. I I feel like with streaks, I can I can. If I've got a tailwind, I can play backspin. If I've got a headwind, I can play bite, and it's just kind of like bounce and stop dead. In check, yeah. So in that way, it can be a pretty safe uh, shot. Uh, with grabbers or with razoids, I would feel like might be a little bit dicier. Yeah, there's uh, definitely more action on the ball when it is in that kind of nook or nipple or boob over on the oh right-hand shot. Uh, you don't have much depth in the green there compared to the left-hand side, and you definitely have to make sure that your distance control is at its finest. Yes, decaf. Uh, all right, uh, let's not spend a ton of time there. Hole five, Ooh. Uh, par four. So this is an interesting hole. Yes. Uh, for me, well, why don't you go first, Will? So this hole has definitely been a mental mind fuck for me. Oh, with, we're going to get the explicit rating on this one yeah, now. Yeah, we'll love Boob it. was borderline, but fuck yeah, is definitely yeah, over the line. We, uh, <laughs> might be losing some listeners. So so this hole is a drivable par four, and I've actually struggled with this hole a lot. I find myself initially lining this hole up right at the pin. Yep. There's... If you hold down the flyby button, you're going to see that there's a little dip or a little valley in the trees as you hold down the flyby button. That little valley is what I'm aiming to go over and go through. If you aim for the trees at the peak of the valley on the left or the right, you're going to hit those trees and definitely be in the water. Now, the issue I've had with this hole is that I feel like it's always hitting a fairly hard five or a hard six mm -hmm. and unfortunately if you don't hit a perfect 180 or the the ball jumps off the roller supposedly uh you're you're, you're gonna have like 122 mile per hour shot uh, i get 121 but yeah i get 122 with uh, the razoids and your ball's gonna end up in those grove of trees and most likely trickle down short in the water you're, you're gonna have a nice drop for a birdie chip this pin is typically in the front right hand portion of the green it's always on the right for sure yeah, yeah and, and it's just been a really tough one. I believe I saw Paul Taylor during one of the stream matches down in Richmond. If you're following along on goldenteefan.com, uh, hole number five on Sand Hill Woods, I actually think he took a high T5 wood where the pointers actually lined up, pointing at the bunker, and hit a high T5 wood around. Uh, it's not a shot I've tried that much. I don't play this course very often. Uh, been a very frustrating course, and starting off early here, I find myself getting frustrated very early in the round. So, uh, for me, uh, it's very often a high five or high six. Uh, the six, of, uh, again, I play since I play streaks, I can I can pound that six, and I feel like because I'd, I'd rather play a, a really hard six than a than a softish five. Agreed. Uh, it's it's just more consistent and and again I get a little bit more check. The the trouble setups for me at least are when you got a tailwind, but there's a shot there, and that is 
I've seen a couple of people do it a couple different ways, but you're purposely hitting the trees. Mm-hmm. And you're so for me, what I've been doing is a high T3 wood, and you got to give it enough juice to get over that first little set of trees, but you're purposely hitting that second set of tree, the second set of trees, and then and then going th- you're going through it with enough speed to get on the green. Yep. So that's my play. This setup that on the Golden Tea fan is actually a, a really difficult one. Um, you might even have to baby cut it against that wind with that high T3. But uh, but yeah, that's the shot I'm playing. I have seen occasionally people go around the left hand side. You'd need almost a perfect setup for that to be reasonable. Uh, so for me, it's almost the, the high T5 and 6. Occasionally, it's the it's the high T3 purposely hitting the trees with roll. And I, I think some people have done it with the 290 driver as well. Yeah, I've seen that as well. And then if you're Andy Haas, you get one of the shots of the week hitting it with a 3 iron. Yeah. Uh, de- definitely not re- not recommended. Haasquirk.exe. Yeah. So hole 6, we're, uh, we're going to have another drivable par 4 here where you can score an eagle. This one is much more doable. Uh, I've actually hit... A pretty wide array of clubs on this. I've hit anything this is a really down. Great hole. I yeah, like this hole a lot. Yeah, I've hit anything down. I believe from an eight wood all the way up to, goodness, a three wood. But I find myself a lot hitting five wood, one hybrid, and six wood fairly often, most of the time, with a slight. Uh, sometimes hitting a high tee and sometimes hitting a low tee. Setup dependent, but a lot of different tee boxes and good pin placements. And I think this is a really good hole to your point, Tony. Yeah. So we've got four tee boxes, and they're kind of we'll call them in a row. So we'll call it one, two, three, four. Uh, I feel like we get hole uh, tee box two more often than any other tee box. Uh, from there, it's usually like 210 yards ish. And for me, that a lot of times that's an eight wood like a high T8 wood, I'm kind of yep. cutting it around. It, it won't go over those trees, but I can kind of cut it around, and that's my shot there. From tee box number one, uh, just uh, today, uh, a shot that I'm hitting a decent amount there is a high T7 bird. Mm. So the seven, the high T7 bird actually goes up over those trees, uh, so I've hit that a few times. Interesting. Uh, from the tee box, so tee box number three, which is the one that's shown on Golden Tee Fan, um, Got a lot of options here. Uh, depend, it's going to be largely wind dependent. If the wind's left to right, I'm probably going to uh, let uh, ride a six wood or a five wood around. Uh, also, with my zero hybrid, I can skip that zero hybrid. So that zero hybrid does lose quite a bit of distance when you low tee it. So uh, while the hole might only play 250 from that third box, uh, you know you can even though the zero hybrid reads 290. You can get you can take down plenty of distance by by baby cut low teeing that and it'll skip up onto the green relatively safe shot. Uh, fourth box I don't think they use it. I don't think I've had the. We're, fourth we were box. talking about this earlier and I said I don't think I've actually seen a look from the fourth box. It could be kind of like that Catadreus hole, uh, that par five hole seventeen. Yeah, seventeen, yeah. Uh, where it's got the tee box way off to the right that I've had once. Uh, it could be that occasionally we'll get this fourth box, but uh, what's the point of putting a tee box out there if you're not going to use it? Yeah, I, I I can't say I've had the fourth tee box either. I, I could almost see certain setups where if you were in that fourth tee box, you're hitting a low tee 310 hoping for a skip potentially or just damn near having the hole shut down as well. Yep. Uh, hole 7, par 5. Uh, I'm cu- curious to hear Will on this. And what are you doing on this? I've got, I've got something that I'm doing almost every time, but I'm curious about you. So... Initially, we were fortunate enough, uh, courtesy of IT, to have one of the pre-release, um, pre-release units up at McHugh's and Savage, which is fairly close to my house. I know Tony, myself, some of the other Minnesota guys got to preview this. Go ahead, Tony. 
Oh, beautiful. Let's toast that up. Cheers. So initially, during the pre-release, I found, my, found myself, as you're following along on goldenteafan.com for hole seven here, was laying up in the main part of the fairway, just at the far end of the fairway, and I believe having like a 290, you know, a 290-yard high, high loft driver into this or a three-wood. And lately what I've been doing with a 310 driver is just hitting backspin and thumbing it to the far island. There's one long vertical strip of fairway over to the right, and then there are four horizontal strips. And my goal lately has been to actually have the first bounce with a 310 backspin driver, the first bounce to actually land on the third strip, kind of trickle through the bunker, and steadily just drop onto the fourth strip. And from there, I typically am hitting a five-wood bite into this pin. I'm, so, not, so, I'm so, not doing that. So, so I want to hear so, yours. So this is one hole. So I talk about the holes that I feel like the streaks give me an advantage. Uh, this is one hole that I think is more difficult because of having streaks. And so almost every time I'm going to that far right-hand fairway, the vertical strip, as you okay. called it, uh, usually a five-wood or a three-wood. Um, and going from there, the reason I've, I've played around with going to the end of the main fairway, but that's a little bit too long of a club. So unless I've got a headwind, uh, and I'm coming, if I'm coming in with a 290 driver or even a three wood with a tailwind, it's just the streaks, it's uphill. It's just not going to check fast enough. So I ended up having to go over to that right hand fairway and knock on wood. I haven't missed it yet. Okay. Um, and so from there, it's about a five wood, depending on the wind, but a five wood usually, and a reasonable shot from there. And so it's going to check better. Yep. And so, and yeah, from the fairway, and with a five wood, if I, especially if I'm hitting it hard, I'm going to get a decent amount of spin. Um, so that's how I'm playing this hole. Yeah. So Tony brings up a great point that your approach shot is going to be slightly elevated. Yep. And that that's going to make you potentially add club and distance and depending on the ball you're playing you could find yourself farther from the hole if you're playing streaks to Tony's point where your ball's not checking as quick so uh, I think this is a good hole this is a definitely a challenging hole one uh, but you should eagle it the majority of the yeah, time. yeah one one thing I might play around with it when, once I get my homeowner update is uh, I've thought about from that from where my normal shot is that that vertical strip of fairway uh, skipping a zero hybrid off the water I'm just curious. I think I'm almost positive it'll skip. Mm -hmm. uh, and f especially for like a front pin with a tailwind, that might be an uh, interesting shot. Yeah, one of the, uh, I know I played around with it in uh, the uh, pre-release, was actually high-teeing a driver on that hole and hitting a huge A1 or a C3. You end up just across that strip of water. Oh, yeah, I have, and done, I have done that too. You're, That's you're in the rough. I, I don't find myself <laughs> looking at it that often, though. Um, the majority of the time, like I said, I'm just throwing it over, you know, hopefully into the fairway and taking an eagle and moving on. But that, that's yeah. something I'd like to play around with more depending yeah, on the actually, setup. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I have done that a few times, uh, especially the look that we've got on Golden Tee Fan here. I, I feel like you can high tee uh, and hit a big C3 there and, and end up in the stripper rough just past the water. Yeah. Uh, again, with streaks, I'm not getting much spin from there, so that can be a little bit difficult for me. Again, and, and it's uphill, so it's even more. All right, uh, hole eight, par three, relatively Ooh. straightforward here. Uh, <laughs> try to get a hole in one, I guess, is my advice. Yeah, hole in one at best, birdie at worst, move on, head yeah. over to hole nine. <laughs> relatively, relatively small green for par three, uh, up five. So for me, a lot of times it's just kind of a bite with the streaks because streaks, you know, already have less spin. Uh, you throw some bite on there, it just kind of checks and releases pretty nice. So I find it myself doing that quite a bit on this hole. 
Uh, hole nine, par five. Lots of options here, Tony. So this is the one I talked about at the beginning, where I've been. Uh, I don't. I've never been actually on the screen, but I've been the. I've been in the bunker to the right of that green three or four times. Uh, I don't know that I would try that shot in a match, uh, but if I'm down a stroke and need to pick up a stroke, and you got to be in the in the front of the or the the front right of the three tee boxes, and again probably have to have streaks. Um, I I have again I've gotten into that uh, gotten into that bunker, but probably not advised most of the time. Yeah, with razors, I've never found myself considering even trying to drive this green. I, I, I typically have the three tee boxes. There's a left tee box. If I get the left tee box, and sometimes in the middle tee box, I'm just trying to go long into the left side of the fairway, mm-hmm. or potentially to the little boob or nipple that is guarded by. That two. looks like a droopy ball more than yeah. a boob or a nipple. <laughs> And uh, trying to go in between the, the grove of trees there and just leaving myself a really short iron. Uh, obviously, there's a much smaller um, space to land in and a bigger opportunity for air. And every once in a while, from the right-hand side tee box and potentially the back tee box, I found myself hitting a big high TC3. Uh, over on the lake, on the far right of the lake, that bunker that's by the tee boxes does wrap around this entire hole yep. and there's rough and there's bunkers over there I found myself going in there a lot especially when the pin is on the right the front right and uh, portion of the green and just going there I typically have a 3 wood sometimes a 4 wood 5 wood I think even a 290 into this but you're you're taking a lot of the water out to play if you play around with that shot you're going to f- find that's just one click past the water into the rough hitting a C3 and you should be golden but uh, th- this should be an eagle every time yeah I think my strategy is pretty similar to Will on this one uh, the only time I go to the bunker shot that, that Will described is when we've got the, the far back tee box here uh, the front two tee boxes I, I go up into the fairway, fairway like Will described but if we've got this back box uh, getting to that fairway can be a little dicey and so I do go way over to the right to that uh, to the ideally you'd be in the rough uh, but a lot of times yeah. you end up in the bunker and the and or the sand and that's not a problem at all. So, you know, like Will said, it's a it's a four wood or a three wood or something like that in from there. Not so bad. Hole ten, par four. Uh, I think this is, you know, it's obviously different. It's not. We don't have a lot of similar holes like we had on Catadreus, but this is another one where you're going to be wrapping it around a grove of trees, maybe with a high high uh, high lofted uh, five wood or a six wood. Uh, a lot of variation on this hole. It can play anywhere from say 230 yards to 320 yards, maybe at the at the most. Um, most of the time, I find myself wrapping around the right hand side of those trees that are dead in front of the green. Agreed. Uh, occasionally, depending on the wind or if I'm hitting a full or something, I might go to the left side. But uh, most of the time, it's the right hand side. You know, the, those trees. I won't. I won't go all the way so far as to call them invisaleaves or invisa needles. <laughs> uh, but they're a little bit longer than you think they are. Yes, yes. And, my, uh, uh, my my one and done daily. I played one daily today. Uh, shot a pretty good round. I believe it was uh, thirty five under, and I got wet on this hole uh, with some invisa needles. I, so you're done for the day with your thirty five. I I think potentially no. un- unless Evan Gossett, Danny Boy, or someone sends me a map for uh, some right. falls. We better doors. upload this fast. So yeah, I, can I send just you a map. I just tried to play it straight up. But uh, yeah, this hill uh, hole is also slightly downhill as well. Yep. So wind dependent if. 
you have a tailwind, it's going to carry a little farther. If you have a headwind, uh, you have the opportunity to potentially come up a little short. And I think this pin is typically on that right-hand side where it is on the Golden Tee fan screenshot here. At least that's what I found for the most part, which uh, doesn't give you much green to work with there. Yeah, I've, I, I feel like it, um, it's always in the back part. Uh, whether yes. I've seen it on the left and the right, the, but the back part, uh, I don't know that I've seen it much or at all in the front part closest to in the, on kind of the peninsula there. So. Yeah, I think with the downhill elevation, there's not been one time where I've considered taking a skip shot. We talked about having some low lofted hybrids coming in yeah. for a skip shot, but this is not a hole I've even tried it on. If you hit the flyby and look at it, you will notice the downhill elevation. Where I, it, it's just never crossed my mind, and, and I haven't played one of those shots. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, maybe in a daily where there's a really specialized zero hybrid full or something, but uh, I don't see that being a regular shot. Hole 11, par 3, Sandhill. Uh, a couple different tee boxes here, but fairly good sized green for being on the backside of uh, backside of this course here. You're you're gonna have potentially a medium wood going into this, or a fairly long iron. But not too crazy. I mean, you have a, a, a green that doesn't slope much, just a couple of degrees here and there, depending on your tee box. Uh, should be a birdie and move on. Yeah, I, uh, I, always get up, I always end up getting more spin on this than I think I'm going to get. And so I've, I've pulled it back. Even with streaks, I've pulled it back into the water a couple hmm. times. And, I, and I, don't, I can't necessarily explain it. I, it's only an up three, and I, I feel like I always just get a little bit more spin than I'm expecting. So. Interesting. But, uh, I should probably uh, err on the side of caution a little bit. Yeah. Uh, hole 12, par 5. Uh, we got three tee boxes here. Uh, uh, but I don't know that they have been giving us any looks from the front of the three tee boxes. I don't believe so. Um, but from the middle box, you have, you've got the fairway kind of closest to the tee boxes, and then you've got the fairway just over the water. From the middle box, I'm going over the water. Yep, big uh, C3. Sometimes a high tee, sometimes not. Yep. Uh, but you're getting over that, and then from there, it's either a straight shot or maybe a baby C3, kind of around the grove of trees, and, and get up on the green and get your eagle. Agreed. Uh, from the back of the three boxes, things can get a little dicey. Yes. Uh, so if I've got the back of the three boxes, I'm looking, uh, first thing I'm looking at is where's the pin? If the pin's on the right-hand side, and especially if it's a right-to-left win, but if really if the pin's anywhere on the right-hand side, I'm going to the very end of that first fairway. Agreed. And then from there, I'm hitting a, I'm cutting a three or a five wood around, or 290 maybe, depending on the wind, uh, around the grove of trees. And the fairway just to the right of that green is pretty helpful. It'll, yes. it'll bounce your ball down onto the green. So if it's a right-hand pin, that's what I'm doing. If it's a left-hand pin, things have gotten even dicier. <laughs> uh, I've played around with going kind of straight at the green. Uh, there's some strips of rough there. Uh, and mulch, which isn't the worst place to be. Uh, from the, if you can get it there consistently, it's a pretty decent little look. Uh, yes. But it's not the most consistent thing. Uh, and so I'm still playing around with kind of what to do on the worst possible look on this hole. Yeah, to Tony's point, you'll uh, you'll notice if you play around on Sand Hill and get to hole number 12, it almost looks like a landing strip. I don't believe those two strips are connected. I think they're slightly there's separated. Water. Yeah, there's water in there. They're slightly separated by water. So I've never been to the closest low run layer strip. I've always taken a high T290 driver and gone for that second strip, neither been in the rough or, to Tony's point, the mulch. You're going to have a long wood into this. Obviously, being in those types of grasses is going to 
greatly reduce the amount of backspin you can get, so that's something to keep in mind if you do go after one of those strips. Yep. So get your eagle, hopefully, and uh, yeah, good, good, good hold that uh, the tee box definitely dictates how you're going to play. Yeah, the it's always it's always good when a a well designed hole is a hole where the different tee boxes make you play different shots. Agreed. Otherwise, Agreed. what's the point of different tee boxes? So some holes that are designed. A tee box just makes it 280 yards instead of 260 yards, but it's the same shot. It's either a, a it's a five wood or a four wood. Well, a well designed hole, in my opinion, is one where you have to play completely different shots depending on the tee box, and that's the type of hole that gets harder and harder for uh, bangers or you know really really regular players to memorize shots on. <laughs> so, uh, next up, hole 13, par three. Uh, I end up using my spinny two iron on this hole a lot. It's uh, uh, up seven. Uh, should be a birdie almost every time, but uh, I, I find myself getting a decent amount of hole outs with that spinny two iron. Yeah, I've uh, I've actually been really happy. I, I typically don't have a three hybrid in my bag. This is the one bag, the one course this year that I do have it on, and I found myself using it a lot with the green and the way the green is shaped and this screenshot on Golden Tee Fan, you're going to see it's an up seven. I feel like I can, I can send in a nice three hybrid with bite, three hybrid with backspin, and not throwing it up in the air as much as I would with a six wood or an eight wood and having the wind affect it. I, I feel like I can be really aggressive at this hole. Yep. Hole 14, par four. Uh, oh, there, that's a video? Ooh. He didn't want. He, apparently, uh, Eric Nelson didn't like your picture, so he just went with a video here on uh, hole 14. Looks like it. Looks like it's fall in this video. It's a different color. Uh, anyway, so hole 14 got a few different tee boxes here. Uh, in today's daily, I ended up going around to the left with a high eight wood, but 99% of the time I'm going through the gap in the trees. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead and download this right away and play that high eight wood. It was pretty Ugh. pretty juicy. Uh, but mo almost always I'm going through the gap in the trees, sometimes landing the green directly, especially from the front box, but a lot of the time skipping a zero hybrid up onto the green, uh, a low-T zero hybrid up onto the green through that gap. Yeah, I'm going to back up Tony. This is the reason why I put some of those lower lofted hybrids in the zero hybrid and the two Excuse me. The... Uh, the uh, one hybrid and the three hybrid in my bag. The three boxes that we have are going to vary in distance. And I feel like if you're in the back box, I can get a skip off the water with the 310 driver in today's daily. And that's with the low T. Uh, quickly, though. Yes. So I will say, so I, I originally had this set with a nine and a half degree driver. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got a couple setups where a low T nine and a half did not skip. And so I switched that to the eight and a half, and I have not had that issue. So uh, definitely worth noting, eight and a half far more likely to skip on this hole because it, it's just a little bit downhill, and so that extra elevation makes it uh, a little bit less likely to skip. So uh, from that back box, uh, eight and a half degree skip. Is no, that, go. That, that that's a great tip right there. So I, I do have the eight and a half three ten, which I find using with a low T. And then reverting back to my hybrids again, which I feel like I can get to skip as well. The one hybrid and the three hybrid uh, using a low T. Today in the daily, I selected a bag uh, like an idiot that did not have either <laughs> of those clubs. So I had to smooth down a 290, 290 driver and hit a low T. Luckily, I stuck the green and made my eagle. Uh, but for the majority of play, I'm not going to find myself hitting a low 290. It's either going to be the 310 or one of the low lofted hybrids and always hitting a low tee. 
if you're long enough to stick on the green, great. You're going to get one big hop. Your backspin's going to kick in. Nice, not a problem. If you're a little short, you should get a skip off of this and trickle onto the green. I think the majority of the time I've played this, I've found that the pin is in the front half of the green. Maybe that's just my interpretation. Yeah, uh, I agree. Most of the time it is. Uh, today's daily happens to be all the way in the back. Yeah. Yep. All right, hole 15. Streakoids. Streakoids getting paid here. Uh, three tee boxes. Uh, very different. So a well-designed hole. Uh, from the left hand of the three tee boxes, unless I've got a tailwind, I'm, I'm probably laying up. Uh, and yeah, I mean, could I, could I maybe get close? Maybe, I don't, but there's that big hill right in front of the green and it's just not worth mess, messing with. Even if I would got halfway up that hill, trying to make that way uphill chip, it just seems pretty unlikely. Yeah. So most of the time from the left-hand box, unless I've got a big tailwind, the, go the picture on Golden Tee Fan happens to be from the middle box, but if, if it, that's a nice big tailwind, 13, uh, if this was the left-hand, I'd probably try a, an A1, try to get up on the green, because it's only 388, well, from this tee box. Uh, from the look on Golden Tee Fan from the middle box with that big tailwind, I'm going, I'm going straight over those trees, 290 driver, high tee. Um, you don't want to aim at a tree because, you know, the peak of those trees, if you hit, if you happen to get dead at it and hit the peak of that tree, you might clip it. Uh, if you clip the tree, it's not the end of the world. You'll probably still end up just fine. But you find a, find a little uh, dip in the trees uh, and, and aim for that. Uh, from the right-hand tee box, a very different hole. Uh, and if I would turn right, so if you're looking dead at the green, turn at least one to the right, prob probably yeah. just one. And, uh, and there's a gap in the trees, and I'm hitting a driver through that. So, again, with the eight and a half, you can actually high tee it and stay under those trees uh, and uh, bounce up onto the green that way. So that's my strategy on this one. Yeah, to Tony's point <clears throat> earlier about different holes with tee boxes that vastly change the hole, this is one of those holes. Absolutely. And I don't use the streak, so I, d I don't find myself trying to drive this hole as often as I'm sure Tony does. Uh, which I'm guessing probably does cost me a stroke, just like hole one. But that this course is a really fun course, and th and this is one of those holes that makes it a fun, fun, uh, fun course. So I find myself laying up in the fairway down by the water a lot. It gives yeah. me an it gives me an uphill look at the green. I'm usually hitting an eight wood in. I tend to stay to the left hand side of it, closer to the bunkers or just that strip of sand over there. Uh, I don't find myself trying to drive this that often, and I've probably paid the price for it and lost strokes, and which is why I probably played the least amount. I probably am only laying up on this hole twenty percent of the time. Ooh. Not that I'm driving at eighty percent, but I'm trying to drive at eighty percent of the Interesting. time. For sure, every time from the right hand box, most of the time from the middle box, uh, and very rarely from the left hand. I'm, box. I'm probably so. the inverse of you, yeah. and, the, and I think that's strictly just due to the balls, knowing that my razoids aren't going to get there. Yep. All right, uh, hole 16, par 5. Uh, can be a little bit of a difficult hole for me with streaks. Uh, it's got some... Got, it's, anytime there's a down green, it reads as an up one from this tee box, but once you get out to the fairway, it's going to be a, you know, a down three or a down five, depending on where that pin is. Yeah. So, uh, Will, go ahead. What's your strategy on this yeah, one? Yeah, so there are three different tee boxes here. I am almost always hitting a high tee driver here. I'm trying to get up as far into the fairway as I can. Oftentimes that entails turning right one, hitting a big C3. 
there are other times where I found just trying to go straight up to straight over the bunkers with a high tee, and it's more advantageous to be obviously long and over those bunkers as well as I've found, at least in my opinion, on the left hand side of that fairway. Yep. You're I not going to have to go through that gap in the trees. You're just going to have the trees on the right hand side of your approach shot, where you're either going to be hitting a straight shot into the green or just a little, maybe a little bit of a, a little bit of one onto your shot to curve that in there. Uh, that's the way I've approached this hole, and I think I've had pretty decent success, except when I've uh, thought I've been hitting a five hybrid, or excuse me, a five wood, and ended up hitting a one hybrid, oh, yeah. uh, which it's is no play. Yeah, pretty when, different when, uh, difference in elevation. Yeah, yeah when you uh, click through your clubs and you see, yep, I got my 250 club, boom, yeah. you hit it, and it doesn't get any elevation, uh, That that's trouble. So I think my strategy is very much like, like Will's. I, I'm trying to get as far up in the fairway on the left-hand side as possible. Uh, sometimes uh, I'm I've played around a little bit, uh, and I'll play around a little bit more with getting right in that neck, so right where the cruise cranny, in the cranny, yeah. uh, just to the just to the right of those bunkers. The, the issue there is that it does slope a little bit down into the water, so you got to be a little bit careful. But from there, I feel like uh, depending on the wind, it, it's not a, a, a shot I'm normally hit, but depending on the wind and depending on the pin, uh, I might it might be a spot that I feel like is better to go from. Yeah, it's gonna but, be a little, bit, a little bit longer shot, uh, but it might be a little bit better. Excuse angle. me. So. Yeah, vast majority of the time, just and, looking at tanking it long. And I've played around with going way off to the right uh, by that bunker. I don't see a real advantage there. If if you could get way way up there and avoid having to go around the trees, it might be one thing. But I feel like you're almost always having to cut it around those trees, uh, and you don't want to cut shot out of the rough. So, yeah, well, or the bunker. Well, 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 home edition ships soon. I'm uh, sure you'll be testing some things yeah, out. Yeah, uh, if they want to send me a home edition sooner than the rest of the homeowners and want me to test out and maybe make some more some more podcasts about all the stuff I'm testing out, you know, feel free. It. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a podcast in Tony Johnson's basement anytime. Yeah, well, the our original podcast was in my basement. Correct, the initial, and we haven't been back since. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the seventeenth hole on Sand Hill Woods. Uh, Different tee boxes here. I think the yeah. majority of the time I'm getting the short tee box, which is going to introduce a very short iron, typically a nine iron in some form, uh, whether it's high, low, standard, uh, very wind dependent. If you do have the short tee box, it's going to be a left 10 breaking green. And I think the pin is typically in the front portion. On Golden Tee Fan, the screenshot is actually going to be from the box. I feel like I get only 5 or 10% of the time. I don't think this occurs very often, at least in the games I've played. I get a decent amount, I think. And it's going to be a longer one. I actually prefer this tee box because yep. it brings a higher lofted wood into play. And you can use a high tee. You can use a low tee. You can really, I feel like, strike more at this pin and be more aggressive, uh, which is kind of weird to say considering that you're hitting a 250-yard club as opposed to a 100-yard 9-iron. Um, that short tee box, there's an elevation change. You're hitting slightly uphill into that green, and depending on the wind, you can either come up disastrously short or disastrously long, I feel. Yeah, I think that... Uh, so, f for sure, the, the look on Golden Tee Fan where it's a straight-up 10, that's that's my preferred look. Agreed. If I, my birdie percentage, I'm sure, is higher on this look. Uh, from, that, from that box... The closest box on the right-hand side, uh, which makes it a left-hand green, uh, you know, it's not the easiest shot, but I, I don't have a ton of problem with it. Again, like Will yep. said, there's an elevation change there, but with a nine iron, or a nine, probably a nine iron or a wedge, the elevation change isn't such an issue. But the further back box on the right-hand side, then you're coming in with like a 
for me a seven hybrid or a, a five hybrid, uh, then that elevation change does really come into play. Yes. It's a lot uphill, that pin can get really tucked. Uh, so I've ended up playing around more than I normally would with like a seven bird full or a nine bird full or you know something like that because uh, it can be a really difficult shot from there. Yeah. Uh, but, I, uh, I, I'd like to take note that uh, this uh, this Ricky Fitz guy is 25 Ooh. under after 16. This, let's, this, let's see if he birdies. Yeah, th- this, do you remember if you birdied this? I, I don't. Uh, but you this talked might, about this is a you talked about this being the best look. So yeah, th- this could damn near be my best there. round on Sandhill all year. It seems 25, 25 under after 16. He birdied it. Yes. Yes. Nice. All right. Uh, hole 18. Go ahead. Let's hear you first. Will. Uh, th- this hole 18 is. Uh, been an absolute killer for me i feel that if i'm hitting a wood into this green where i have a five or a six wood when i initially played this the first couple times i was always coming up short yeah and what i've learned to do is probably cut you know club up one time hit backspin and just take a little something off the ball because i feel like i was short so often it got to the point where i was frustrated enough that i said i need to at least get an extra 5 10 15 yards and this is also one of those holes where those long high, uh, excuse me, long hybrids can come into play, where you can hit a low tee on this and actually have it skip off the water and maybe bank into the rough ones or just skip off the water and get onto the green. Uh, it, it's definitely been fun to play around with. So th- this has been the hole, the main hole that I put the one hybrid in my bag originally. Um, but I just wasn't getting enough success with it because, again, I was still playing streaks. So even if I got that skip and landed on the green, it just wasn't checking fast enough. And sometimes it was it was going over the green still. And so that's what precipitated the change to the spinny two iron, which is just tremendous on this hole. Uh, so the spinny two iron is what I'm hitting a lot of the time on this hole. Uh, that can with even with streaks into a down ten, basically where. I land is where I'm going to end up in terms of distance. So good deal. It, it'll it'll the first bounce will go a little bit forward and then it'll pull back up the hill a little bit. Um, from the back box, I sometimes will hit a, a skip zero hybrid. Uh, again, I doesn't have a ton of spin on it, but a lot of times it's a bounce up shot, uh, and that's how I'm approaching it. I I found ever since I switched to the spinny two iron with the zero hybrid bag, I don't hit a ton of woods on this hole because again again, unless I've got a headwind. With streaks, this down 10 is just going to be a killer. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Ra- razors, I find myself just either hitting a 5-wood or a 6-wood oftentimes. But if I'm not doing that, th- then I'm going to those low-lofted hybrids and hoping for a lo- you know, low-T skip checkup. Um, yeah, Ricky Fitz, that's me. 26-under uh, after 17. I'm just going to say I ace the damn thing for a 29. 29, must be. Yeah, it, it's kind of a gross setup. Uh, tough to ace it, but... I probably YouTubed it. It's probably there somewhere in the archives. Yeah, go ahead and look for it. <laughs> so uh, wrapping up Sandhill again. This is uh, probably the oddest course in terms of the club clubs that we're using. Not only sure. uh, Will and I, but uh, but also a lot of the other uh, pros and bangers. Uh, par anywhere from twenty nine to thirty one, depending on a couple holes and. Uh, yeah, probably the most difficult, and because of the fact that it's the most difficult to, to score par on, uh, probably the least 
played of the courses. This yeah, I, I I would encourage you know this podcast is geared more towards newer players, mid level players, and even some better players just for uh, potentially different approaches. Richard King does a great job with Golden Tee TV. So if you have a chance to watch the Richmond stream, obviously it's on the new courses. You can see some people's perspectives on these new courses and how they're going about playing them. But this course, if you're going to invest that $5, this is the one course that I would definitely build a bag on and suit it for this if you find yourself playing it. Um, I'm guessing at this stage in your Golden Tee career, you probably already have a set that has a 290 driver, a 5-wood, a 6-wood, an 8-wood. Uh, this is going to be one of those kind of uh, interesting courses where, where you're going to have to play some clubs you may not be that familiar with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, th- thanks for tuning in. This is uh, the Sand Hill uh, Woods wrap-up here. I'm going to throw it over to Tony Johns as we wrap up this course. But yeah. I, I think it's a really good course. It's challenging. Tony's point that the different tee boxes bring in a different aspect to the game and almost make it look like a different course each and every time you play it. Yeah, I agree. I think this is, uh, so far at least, this is my favorite course with uh, Catadreas being my second favorite. Um, But, uh, yeah, good luck to everyone. Build that bag. And uh, moving on to Beals Creek, let's uh, do that podcast.